0: Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of Tear-Beated Losers. Jesus Christ. <laughs> We're live. We're finally live after, you know, God telling us not to do it. I am Eric from Hey Internet Eric here and I'm here with the man that even though it is my birthday weekend, I could be out getting drunk at the bars. I'd rather be dealing with all this bullshit and talking movies with my buddy friends. How you doing, Frenzy?
1: Very well. And happy well. birthday. Happy late birthday.
0: Thank you. It. Oh, Jesus Christ um better late than never we are here live tonight and uh we mentioned last week that this is somewhat of a frenzy's choice not so much but i am going to throw him under the bus because he mentioned wanting to talk about it uh tonight we're talking book of shadows blair witch 2 um i had never i'm gonna say i'd never seen this movie before because i saw it once on vhs remembered nothing and basically all i knew is like what you know, nostalgia critic and all those assholes that get paid to trash a movie, say. So I can't take anything serious. But it does have its reputation of being awful. But you know us, we go in with clear eyes. We look for the positives because, you know what, we don't, you always have to make your own opinion. And uh, Jennifer Tochi is here. God bless that woman. Stay in 45 minutes for us. Strange Monkey is here. And the reason why I, I mentioned Strange Monkey specifically because the only, because I trust Strange Monkey, and the only the only type of, I guess you would say, review or thoughts about Book of Shadows Blair Witch 2 that I had going into this film is when I was promoting it on Facebook and, uh, and uh, Twitter and everything. And uh, uh, verbatim from Strange Monkey, fun fact, I threw up after watching this movie. <laughs> I had a bad combination of food during the day, but something tells me it was because I was so disgusted with the movie. My head was hurting as I watched. LOL. So if that doesn't make me at least interested, I don't know what does. Um, History-wise, do you have any history with Blair Witch 2, Frenchie? I mean, have you seen this before? Do you remember why you wanted to discuss it for tonight?
1: Mm, no, no history with it other than... I don't know, seen it before? a few years ago, <clears throat> I think I watched it for Halloween time because it has a reputation of being the worst movie, one of the worst mm-hmm. movies ever made. That's what Correct. I'm always looking for. And I don't think that it comes even close to being mm-hmm. one of the worst.
0: No, no. But
1: no. in watching it again to talk about it, I've stumbled upon this huge um, little-known facts about it. That okay. make it way more interesting than it actually is. Okay, and I'm excited to talk about it.
0: All right, I'm, g- I'm glad you did because we're being positive here. I didn't do much research after watching it because I, not positively or negatively, when I finished this, I didn't know what to think. You know, a lot of people say I have to process. <laughs> This movie in this franchise, this movie in this franchise, because their expectations were high or low or whatever. I had no expectations. I did watch the original, because we're going to get that out of the way. Uh, our buddy Dennis, a huge supporter of the show from Dennis Versus the World podcast, he's probably already drunk and sleeping right now, but we love you. He asked that we do a fun factor score of the original, and I did re-watch the original for this. Uh, we came up with, for the Blair Witch Project, a fun factor score of 87, which is One-Eyed Willie's slide. <laughs> a great movie. Forgot how much I enjoyed The Blair Witch Project because of how long it's been since I've seen it. And I knew it's going to be, in my opinion, it would be hard to follow up The Blair Witch Project with a sequel. You know what I mean? What, what are we going to have? More kids go in the woods, find a witch, and then get killed? Mm-hmm. And then I I knew this movie was kind of meta. I knew it took place in, air quotes, the real world. You know what I mean? Because the Blair Witch Project is a movie. You know what I mean? Because it starts out with it made me feel old. It started out with like MTV News and Kurt Loader, and, and you know the, the the hot chick that was on like E News Daily. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and just talking about the the phenomena, which was a it was an amazing phenomena. film producer Rachel how the promotion of the Blair Witch Project itself was just as good if not better than the movie itself because it was you know early stages of the internet everyone believed it so I was really kind of getting into that idea of how meta it was because like I I put in the description here there are some really good meta movies Spaceballs or anything but like by Mel Brooks you know where they break the fourth wall Deadpool can be fun Wes Craven's New Nightmare that type of stuff is fun so I'm like Let's go. And I liked the idea how it's a bunch of, I guess you'd say, you know, teens, you know, 20-year-olds, whatever, going into the woods to, I guess, check out the filming locations. But I got a little confused very early on because then they made it seem like the legends were true because they're going to Rustin Parr's house and Coffin Rock, even though if this is where a movie was filmed, those places shouldn't be real. Mm -hmm. So I was left scratching my head. And I thought, maybe you know what, this could be fun because it's it's got all the stereotypes. You have to have a Wiccan thrown in there. You have to have a goth girl thrown in there. But then the, for some reason, the the guy giving this tour is was recently released from the, the Insane Asylum and stuff like that. It was just like, I really had to process this movie when I was done. I didn't know what to think. And I was poking fun on social media like showing pictures of people screaming as we were watching it and stuff like that but it it wasn't as bad as in my opinion as people say because you know that's how the internet is you know it's worst movie ever made this and that and it's it's a big step down from the original which you know of course but this movie to me and I'm gonna blow your mind because I know you liked the Phantasm movie. This to me was kind of like Phantasm first time I saw Phantasm, because I did a video no, hold on, <laughs> because I did a video on Phantasm, you know, was it worth the hype? Because I just finally saw Phantasm for the first time handful of months ago. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I didn't think that movie was worth the hype, but I did enjoy it. But then I don't know if he's still in the chat, uh, good buddy Knight from the night watch zone big supporter of, of of the podcast he explained it the first phantasm movie to me perfectly it's like a fever dream if you don't know what you're getting into and that's how i kind of looked at book of shadows blair witch 2 i didn't know what i was really getting into and it really was a fever dream you had this weird feeling afterwards you don't know what you saw but then you kind of want to go back to re-watch it in my opinion, soon afterwards, you know, let a few days to process it and see if it really is as bad or as weird as you felt seeing it. Does that make sense?
1: No, totally. I totally agree. Except for the yeah. phantasm thing. That's just insane.
0: <laughs> well, I was using that as an example because like that was re- real recent to me. Yeah. But, you
1: know, just <sighs> as a side note, this is a thing we've talked about for years. I think people mix up hype with praise. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, like news, uh, the word news only applies to things that happened recently, mm-hmm. right? After that, it becomes history. You can't have mm-hmm. old news and news and new news and things like that. It's just news. Same mm-hmm. thing with hype and praise. There's no one hyping up phantasm. Like,
0: Well, you know what I mean. Yeah, you know I, mean? I know. Little but
1: it's like I just want to clarify that the praise, yes, it's definitely worth the praise, the original phantasm. I think... Um, this movie specifically, there's definitely no hype for Blair Witch too. No,
0: no, not at all.
1: But I think I'm gonna, you know, just go out on a limb here, and I I actually think that if you just do a little bit of research mm-hmm. after watching this movie, it's actually kind of good, and not not the film itself, mm-hmm. but it it does make sense in the grander scheme of things, and it's super fascinating to me like mm-hmm. sincerely. I think this is a really bad movie, but it might be the most one of the most meta. We're talking about meta movies, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is accidentally like a super meta film that I don't even think the haters or the few fans of this are even um could even acknowledge like it's 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 way deeper than you think. Mm-hmm. And that's what I want to talk about because I uh, I don't know why I picked this. It's something people hated, and I, I've always loved the Blair Witch. But mm-hmm. in watching it again, and just a little bit of research, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I I if you're if you're out there with your pitchfork and your your torches, I I promise you, I can back this up. Just put them down. Yeah, this is actually kind of interesting, and um, I'm just excited to talk about it for real. Yeah, I had no I'll idea be- going into this though. I was just like, oh, that's a shitty Halloween movie. This will be fun.
0: Yeah, I, I, like I said, I didn't really do any research at all because, like I said, I was I watched the first one and then watching the second, I'm just like, I didn't know how to feel. And first off, the first one, like I said, we're mainly going to focus Blair Witch 2, but we can't talk about Blair Witch 2 without talking about the original because of that's what the basis of this film is, the phenomena. Mm-hmm. And I did not see this in theaters. And I, I saw it at home. And at the time, and I was told that it and it's it's true, if you watch the Blair Witch project in the dark, it's much more effective because you get that feel, especially when there's those scenes in the camp, I would say camp, you know what I mean? They got a tent, Whoopie do, but in the woods by themselves, you can feel, and if you got great surround sound, you can hear those noises in the woods. And a lot of people and I get it, you know, poke fun at Coriander and producer Rachel. They don't like the original Blair Witch Project because nothing happens, in their opinion. It's just a bunch of, you know, it's three people in the woods arguing with each other for 90 minutes, which it is. But in my opinion, I love how real it does feel. And I did research on that movie, Mm -hmm. and that was interesting. First off, again, it was promoted as being real. You know what I mean? And people believed it because early days of the internet, they had sci-fi channels. I had this on VHS, the the sci-fi channel special, like the it was like basically promoting the Blair Witch project, but it was also backstories on Rustin and Parr and the Blair Witch yep. and stuff like that. And they they treated this thing like it was real. They kept Heather and Josh and Mike, they kept them away, no promoting, all this and that. Until eventually, I guess, Heather Donahue's uh, mom was getting sympathy cards in the mail <laughs> because, you know, Heather was, air quotes, missing. So they had to do that. It was kind of like a cannibal holocaust when the guy had to go to court because they thought they were really killing people exactly. type of thing. But it's so amazing. And what I liked about this, you know, a lot of people bring up what Kubrick did to Shelley Duvall, you know, yelling at her, treating her like crap, you know, to get her frazzled for The Shining. It's kind of like this movie, or the Blair Witch Project, because they basically dumped them in the middle of nowhere. They were literally on walkie-talkies with the director, you know what I mean? They basically had no script. They said, this is what you guys are going to talk about today. Mm -hmm. And to get them more agitated, because I think it was filmed in sequence, to get them more agitated, they gave them less and less food as the days went on. And I just thought that was amazing and it did bring out the performance because these are not actors at all. These are I guess you would say starting out actors, you know what I mean? You know, and they, they have no filmography. They pretty much don't have any filmography after this. Josh has been in a couple horror movies. He's like in the first Hatchet movie and that's it. Heather Donahue left the business. I don't know what happened to Mike. But there's more there's more to this movie than just nothing happens, you know what I mean? And if you pay yeah. attention to The townspeople, a lot of that, some were actors, but a lot of it, like the little girl who's telling the mom to to hush when she's talking about the Blair Witch, that wasn't planned. They kept that in there. And the the group of three people were not told about what they were going to say, the townspeople. So their reactions were genuine. And I think that is great filmmaking. And that's what brought me into the story and the acting and the movie itself.
1: Yeah, the whole thing. It's it's even more complicated than that, what they did to them in the woods and the survival aspects of it to get the genuine Mm -hmm. reactions. But I think they were, were, you know, actors in college. And Mm -hmm. the big difference is between this and Blair Witch 2 is that these are amateur actors, Mm -hmm. but they're all brilliant. And um, it's... It's flawed. Their performances, whatever they're doing, the ad-libbing, it's, it mm. really does feel real. Because mm-hmm. they're such good actors. They didn't get lucky. It wasn't the director left notes at the at their camp when they woke up and stuff. It wasn't none of that. It's just that all of them, they perfect casting.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And what's so, what's so funny is Blair Witch 2, these are all super serious actors, right?
0: Yeah, that, that's <laughs> the one thing. that They took this movie so serious.
1: And they're, all the performances are awful. Yes, you know, I mean, just like laughably bad, mm-hmm. and I think there's there's a reason behind that. And they were the the complicated part about this is because we're about to go down this rabbit hole.
0: Okay,
1: is that they were actually trying to make a good movie with Blair Witch mm-hmm. Two? Mm-hmm. This wasn't some kind of uh, meta thing, um, like uh, you know, parallel to the how Hollywood bastardizes film things, but. You were talking about the sci-fi documentaries, right? Yes. This is a this is very important, okay? Because they they made they made a bunch of these. Mm-hmm. But they made two that coincided with the two films, right? You got like mm-hmm. I forget what the first one's called, Curse of Blair Witch or something. That's mm-hmm. the one that came on that, Sci-Fi.
0: That's it. Yes, Curse of the Blair Witch and I had like just a picture of Heather with her camcorder on it. Curse
1: right of there. Blair Witch is I think it's it's directed and written by one of the Real Blair Witch people's friends from college, and he also did uh, the uh, the second documentary, which mm-hmm. coincided with Book of Shadows, okay. called Shadows of the Blair Witch. Okay. It's also forty five minutes. It's also made for Sci Fi Network, mm-hmm. and no one's seen it for some reason.
0: I've never seen. I never heard of it.
1: No. Yeah. Exactly. Because the movie was so um, hated, and right. just people were so upset with it. They all kind of missed the documentary, which you're supposed to watch before you watch the movie. Right. (laughs) And I didn't know it existed either until I just watched it. And this is very important because it's absolutely amazing. The, the both documentaries that they made for both films are fantastic. But Mm -hmm. what's really important is you have to watch the shadows of the Blair witch, which Literally sets up exactly why this movie, Book of Shadows, mm-hmm. was inevitably going to fail and why it was so why it was going to be so awful. And that what's so funny is the two camps of people, mm-hmm. the ones making the documentary and the ones making the film had no interaction with each other. Really? Yes.
0: See, see, you know what, I'm not gonna shit on the documentaries or the movie itself, but <sighs> That's not really, in my opinion, that's not really a good thing if you have to watch a made-for-TV documentary to, mm. before seeing a movie. It's, it's, it's like, say, let's just say you have to watch like a certain Friday the 13th movie or, or just a horror movie or any movie in general. And you don't understand something, but then somebody was like, well, if you read the prequel comic, you know what I mean? So yeah, it's, it's something like... like that in that situation.
1: I understand where you're coming from. That's like nerd talk. Uh, Mm -hmm. They they use that a lot for excusing bad movies. This is different because the only reason that the Blair Witch was so successful was because of the lore that they established in books and documentaries Mm -hmm. and on the internet. It's kind of this package deal. Now, I'm not Mm -hmm. saying that this documentary makes the movie better, Mm -hmm. but it kind of does. Not the film itself, but your experience with the film. Which is, okay. see, the, here's what happened, right? The Blair Witch came out, it's the biggest thing ever. Right. In 1999.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Now there's the people, like me, that loved it and then moved on with their lives. Right? Mm-hmm. I didn't read the lore. I didn't care about the documentaries or books.
2: Mm-hmm. Because
1: that stuff wasn't made for me. Right? Right. I watched a shit ton of movies and not just horror crap. So I moved on, didn't care. Blair Witch 2 comes out.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And the movie itself... And all of the lore surrounding it is really mm-hmm. made for hardcore Blair Witch fans. The people that had read all these things, they there was some level expect, of expectation mm-hmm. uh, for you to like connect these dots before seeing it, I mm-hmm. think. I'm not
0: mm-hmm. 100% sure, though. I mean, I, I mean, there was... I, I know exactly what you're talking about. I liked the documentary. I had it on VHS. I bought it for like 3 bucks at Blockbuster. Oh, you know what I mean? I, I,
1: seeing it now as an adult, it's fantastic.
0: Yeah. And then my mom knew I enjoyed the movie. She found this some of the lore, like you said, she found this hardcover book. It wasn't very thick, maybe 50 pages, but it explained like the, I don't know if it was like the actual Wicca alphabet, but it had like a, a witch's air quote alphabet in it and explained what all these, like the markings, you know, near in Rustin Parr's house, meant this and that, mm-hmm. whether it was true or not, I don't fucking know, but it, I really could appreciate like the effort that went into making the original film for basically nothing you know what i mean yeah and then the phenomenon it blew everybody away and then of course was this a year later 2000 yeah, is when a year he, later brings us to blair Witch Two frenzy you want to read the back of the vhs to <laughs> give everybody uh an idea of what's going on hopefully in this movie yeah little,
1: the, that's what's so funny about it. it this has a great history and uh it's really complicated but just imagine i can't imagine being a blair witch fan And then going to see this or renting it because I didn't, you know, I heard how bad it was and, you know, I didn't want the Blair witch to, to, to be spoiled. Right. Mm -hmm. So you got the VHS in your hand. Here we go. After spending a night in the black Hills of Burkittsville, Maryland, four young fans of the original Blair witch movie descend into a nightmare realm of murder madness and perception bending supernatural horror in this eagerly anticipated sequel to the most successful independent film of all time. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's it? That's it.
0: That's a big fucking difference from, from the novel we got from the Monster Squad and Demon Night. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Oh. Um, yeah. And I think I, you definitely need some time in between the Blair Witch Project and Blair Witch 2. I watched these like back to back. And it it was a big fucking jump, in my opinion. <laughs> but, I again, I like the meta idea. And the only, I guess I did do some research because I wanted to know if Burkittsville, Maryland, was real. It is a real town, mm-hmm. or I don't know Burkittsville is itself, but the town they filmed it in. Yeah, it in the is. This movie really did have people showing up because they want to see, you know, everything that happened and this and that. I at first I was really digging that stuff in this movie. I love the people, the 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 ladies on cameras that were saying how people just come by and they take pictures, you know, sticking their heads out the the, the automobiles and taking pictures and stuff like that. I loved. The sheriff, this big redneck sheriff, you know, I love like one of my favorite scenes. It's literally one shot. And he says, get out of these woods. There is no goddamn Blair Witch, you know, that type of stuff. I, that's what brought me in because I'm like, this is going to be a lot of fun. And you had you introduced, I guess the you'd say the main guy, the guy that's given the tour. Jeff. And. See, here's the problem. They throw in some of this stuff that goes fucking nowhere. Marty from the trash picture show commented on this. What I mentioned, uh, he was a, he was a mental, former mental patient. He thought that stuff took place after Blair, Witch to No, this, this guy who was the, the, you said his name was Jeff. He mentions in the very beginning, he says, I was in the hospital for a while, but now I'm better. You know, he's selling like trinkets and stuff. When they cut from him, I thought that would have been cool if we didn't know what he actually went through because that shit goes nowhere. Because it cuts from him <laughs> selling his trinkets and rocks and stuff. I love the little lady who says, you know, I was, you know, people wanted to buy my sticks and then they wanted to buy my rocks. So I got rocks from the for the garden and shit like that. That's amazing. But then it cuts to Jeff in the nut house, and he's laying down on the table and he's getting a tube with, with you know Vaseline shoved up his nose by a doctor who's smoking a fucking cigarette <laughs> when he's doing this pouring something down his nose he's getting a fire hose turned on him and then the thing is that goes nowhere and that's what kind of adds to the confusion of this movie i it would have been cool if maybe how would i say this he was the only one doing the bad things you know what i mean by the end of this movie but he wasn't so it kind of that kind of like went nowhere if he was the only villain in this movie that would have explained a lot of things Crazy dude, Looney Tunes. He's only been out for a year. He's killing everybody. But the fact that everyone's involved, it kind of makes it goes nowhere. But it's still kind of, it made me like, I want to know where this train wreck is going to go. Because if the doctor is smoking a cigarette while pouring that shit down his nose, and then he's screaming at the crazy people, you know, when they're playing checkers and yelling and all this stuff. And then, of course, it cuts to Marilyn Manson's like disposable teams playing as we're going through all the trees. I'm like, this is either going to be really good or really bad. And I, I I couldn't take my eyes away wanting to know where this went. And like I said before, I don't know if I said it in if it was Space Invaders, Monster Squad, or Demon Knight. When you're told in writing class, you want to hook that audience within like the first handful of pages, bring them in. And that is one thing, in my opinion, that this movie did right I wanted to see where the hell we were going you know what I mean yeah it just kind of that train definitely went off the skids and, and it fell down and fell down a hill or whatever
1: yeah even I even it's hard it's hard for me to follow and I've seen it a couple times now mm-hmm. but they it's funny because they start with the same kind of Blair Witch intro you got the townspeople and the interviews but once they introduce the the new cast of characters hmm I don't think anyone can follow it. And there's a reason for that because it wasn't, it's complicated. It's, it's, it's actually, this movie's bad just in general, Mm -hmm. but then the studio took it away from the director and all of these things like the police department interrogation, Mm -hmm. that's supposed to be the last 10 minutes of the movie. And they're like, no, people aren't going to understand. So they spliced it throughout. It keeps cutting back to the police station every few minutes. And, everything that they did to it was already a turd the movie everything they thought uh they took out of uh his hands and put in Mm -hmm. to make it more uh like a horror movie and more um understandable because it was confusing Mm -hmm. actually made it 10 times more confusing yes and uh less of a good movie and more of just horror cliche crap um so it's really fascinating but but you know, before we go any further, I just want mm-hmm. to say that what I think is super fascinating is that the original Blair Witch documentarian people, how much they had a hand in, I don't know. But the the guy that the original director hired to make these little sci-fi documentaries, mm-hmm. he actually kinds of he kind of fixes this movie by re by rewriting the lore. And making it mm-hmm. super realistic, 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. And I really think everyone should watch it. Even if you don't like this movie, which I don't think anyone really does. Supposedly it has a cult following of devotees. But I think I think there You mean which too? Blair. Witch too. I
0: you know, you I'm kind of in that horror community. I mean, there's there's horror community is is like a is like a tree. You know what I mean? There's so many branches. You know, you got this group over here. This I'm kind of like in the the melting pot of it, you know, yeah. I, I'm part of this group. I know this group. No one I know really enjoys this movie other than night from night watch zone. So, I mean, he's at work as of this recording, he's going to try to pop in and out. I, I, I called him out on it on Twitter. I want to know his thoughts, but he said he really enjoyed it. And my buddy uh, Jamie said he really liked it as well, but I don't, I've never heard about any type of following as well. And I want to kind of piggyback on what you said about how the editing is. You know, you go from the insane stuff to like the police station stuff. Uh, uh, super fan Jennifer Toji talked about how she had problem watching the first movie because of the handheld camcorder stuff and this and that. And she asked if this one is like it. I don't think it is. Maybe a little bit. Very little when we see the whole video footage. But it's it's very minimal. I don't think that would affect her at all. Uh Horror Retrospective just showed up. She says she liked this movie too. So there's three. It does
1: you know, that's I three think more it,
0: than I than, than I than I realized. But
1: well, I don't understand. I I sincerely don't understand how mm-hmm. anyone could like this movie without the the bigger picture and the 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 re- just doing the 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 bare minimum of research. Mm-hmm. I on, on on face value
2: mm-hmm. on its own.
1: I don't understand how anyone could like this movie. Um, so I'm interested to hear uh what these people and especially what you liked about it because mm-hmm. um I don't hate it or anything.
0: No but God, no.
1: I, I just think I wish that I can't stop talking about the um Shadows of the Blair Witch documentary, which uh-huh. came out at the same time as this for sci-fi channel. It is a thousand times better than this movie in every way because this dude took this story, okay, which is laughably bad Mm -hmm. and um he can he distilled it down to 45 minutes and made sense of it and it's actually kind of scary and and awesome and it ties into the whole world of Blair Witch. this guy jeff who lived in burkittsville right Mm -hmm. already a little crazy like all lunatics are like everyone knows someone who should be in a mental hospital already had problems he Mm -hmm. saw this movie and it like It it spoke to him, right? Mm -hmm. And he he becomes obsessed with it. And in this documentary, they show his descent into madness. And he eventually, he starts this tour thing and he kills a bunch of people. And the way they present it, it's so realistic. Just Mm -hmm. like the original movie and the documentaries that surround it. That you can't help but to love uh, Book of Shadows a little bit more. Because... The documentary is fantastic. It's actually scary. Sk- mm. He kills a lot of people. And he, try- he kidnaps a baby and tries to sacrifice it to the Blair Witch. Oh, Jesus
0: Christ.
1: And uh, just the way that they made this actually is super spooky, right? hmm But I don't know. This is my conspiracy mind. Okay. I don't know how much of Book of Shadows was intentional because uh, Joe Berlinger, right, the director, he's never made mm. a real movie. He's a documentarian. Okay. He made those amazing Paradise Lost films. There's okay. three of them. They're absolutely amazing. He, all he does is true crime document, documentaries. Mm. This dude dedicated his life to studying real-life psychos and stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Ted Bundy, all that sort of shit. Right. So why would they pick this guy to make the horror follow-up to the Blair Witch Project? I think on some, on some level... He has this prestigious name. He's mm-hmm. attached to these prestigious documentaries. It brings like a, a level of, um, you know, um, legitimacy okay. to this horrible movie that there's no way you can make or sell to people.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: on some level, I think the original Blair Witch people, including the the guy they hired to make the documentary knew this knew the direction that it was going to go. And they preemptively made a documentary that kind of explains it and corrects it because in the documentary, while they're explaining Jeff and mm-hmm. his story and um, what actually happened to Burkittsville after the original mm-hmm. people flooded the town. Yeah. That was real. They harassed the, the see the thing is the people in Burkittsville didn't know any, there is no Blair witch. That's all made up. Right. 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 So all of, there's thousands of people coming to their town harassing them about the Blair this thing that doesn't exist. They're convinced it's real, like the rest of the world, mm-hmm. and the townspeople are like, "Get the fuck out of it! We there is no Blair Witch." And then huh. that just made it worse because now these hardcore movie nerd conspiracy losers. It's kind of like the Sandy Hook thing, right? Mm-hmm. Right. It's very similar to that. They think, "Wait, they're in on this. They're lying. What are you trying to hide? Right. Where are these kids at?"
0: Yeah, and this that's, is that's all, how all those tackled. Start. And all that's of why that I, is in the documentary,
1: I, right? Yeah. And it's it's kind of brilliant for real.
0: And like I said, that's why I like I really liked the Birksville stuff in this film. And I, I let me finish. I'll finish my point real quick. Is you know when I was talking about how because Jennifer says she's going to give it a shot now, the I don't think the cameras going to affect her at all. But the main point what I was getting to is the editing because they also edit in all these murders that are taking place in the very beginning of the movie that are explained later. And the thing is, if maybe if you're not paying attention to it for like a podcast, like we are, you might've fucking forgot about that shit. And that was a problem. But one thing, like I said, I really enjoyed, I like the weird rednecky stuff in this movie. I <laughs> love it because I love, well, first off, before I forget, we're talking about how meta this is. Another thing I love I loved how all the characters' names were the real first names of all the actors and actresses. That was really cool and meta. But I love when they're in the town. And like I said, they, they pick up a Wicca, or a Wiccan, excuse me. They pick up a Wiccan. Um, you got Crazy Jeff. You got the goth girl. And you're in Maryland. You're in this little podunk, dunk rednecky town. And I fucking love it because it's fish out of water. You know what I mean? You got this goth girl. And Jeff who who looks like a fucking psychopath. You know what I mean? Just look at the man They're the ones who are sent into (laughs) into the convenience store to get beer and and everything that they want And I love how they're just bumping you got this one redneck guy who has obviously been under the cooler Fixing you know the cooler and he just gives him this weird look And He goes back and then he's there like in a scene like 10 hours later You know he's still fixing the fucking thing They bump into this really big lady who has a who literally has a grocery cart filled with potted meat. You know what I mean? Like the little deviled ham. That shit is amazing because it makes no fucking sense. And it's I was getting like maybe you know I'm turning this up a little bit, but it's like deliverance. You know what I mean? You have these weird rednecky. You don't want to be left, you know, alone with these type of people. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. Type of vibe. And you kind of felt weirded out more so by the, air quotes normal looking people, than the goth girl, you know, then than the Wiccan who believes in all that stuff or whatever. You felt so out of place. And then when they kept going back, there was time they kept the, they went back to the convenience store at least the goth girl did, and I think the potted meat lady is still there, yeah. and the guy is still fixing, <laughs> the the cooler, and then she has an argument with uh, the lady behind the the register and stuff like that. That stuff was a lot of fun for me because I'm like, okay, now we're really in the shit. Are these people going to get involved? They're not, No. you know what I mean? They have nothing to do with it other than a couple murders as victims. But it's just like, that is, it's like this movie here, you take half a pound of weirdness, you throw it in a blender, a quarter cup of, of what the fuck, throw it in a blender and you turn that thing up on, on high and then you pour it in and drink it that's what this movie is there's so much stuff in this movie that doesn't make sense isn't fucking necessary you know what i mean in a movie about people that are going out into the woods to look at filming locations for a movie that came out i uh, uh, a year before but it's just you again you cannot take your eyes away from this film at least i couldn't personally because i want to know why, what's the deal with the, the, the potted meat lady? Is she going to show, doesn't matter. She's just there. You know what I mean? There's so many ghosts, air quotes, in this movie. Rustin Parr killed children. So that explains why the ghosts are children. But why is this person seeing the ghost? Why is that person seeing the ghost? Because it was a fucking movie. They mentioned nothing about it being real. You know this is a movie from the very beginning because Kurt Loder tells you. hmm there is to me unless i missed it there is no explanation about the blair witch screen the blair witch project screenplay being based on any type of mythology in my opinion
2: no.
0: so that's what makes this such a like i mentioned phantasm such a fever dream of what the fuckness <laughs> you know if that's a word you know in this uni- meta universe of of a movie you know what i mean yeah. And there is some there is some creepy parts in this movie. Those that scene where there is a, there is a character who has who is pregnant, you know, she she has a miscarriage and then she's in the hospital and she moves the blinds and she sees I think that's it or else they're looking outside. I don't fucking remember. But they see a little girl walking backwards and she floats so, and she disappears. And the way whoever this director is, the way he made her move and, and wave, it's really fucking creepy. And then you have a lot of like 30 minutes of nothing happening. So there is a little bit of good sprinkled in that cocktail of what the fuck shit. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, that that didn't do it for me. No, not the, the little girl walking back. I thought that was something right out of like scary movie. Yeah. <laughs> like make it was like the ring she's walking backwards and
0: uh. And, and see that's the and i think that's the problem like i told uh producer rachel bluck is here he says it sounds like i liked it no there there are little parts that i really liked about this movie and i'm still processing it but the problem is with those people that that don't like and, and like in my little circle that don't like blair witch project is they saw a scary movie first you know what i mean they saw all the parodies yeah and well,
1: then, that 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 begs the question because I wanted to ask you earlier. Where were you on the planet Earth when Blair Witch came out, and you didn't? How, how did you not see that in a movie theater?
0: I was busy working.
1: <laughs> really? Yeah. Where where were you? working for the government? Were you a secret agent? <laughs> yeah, Everyone was working. I, I was,
0: was taking taking care of my family and 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 working and making money to put away for emergencies. And Jesus. I did not have any time to go see a fucking movie in nineteen ninety nine. I had no interest in seeing it at the time
1: I guess the the biggest horror movie of all time you weren't interested?
0: I wasn't really into horror at that time I was a oh. late bloomer when it came into horror like I'd like you know Jason Goes to Hell Poltergeist the usual stuff I talk about but yeah, I wasn't yeah. like as into horror as I was I was still a movie lover but I really I didn't give a shit about the Blair Witch Project okay. until I saw it on VHS
1: that makes sense okay you're excused <laughs> But all the moms out there, I can't do anything with you. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's it's understandable.
0: Mm-hmm. You
1: you don't like a experimental indie horror film, mm. but you know, like people try to say like nothing happens in it. A lot does actually happen. But if you just pick any shitty horror movie, it doesn't matter what your favorite one is. Let's say uh, Jason 4, right? Mm-hmm. Nothing happens in that movie either. Like, nothing happens in these movies. It's like right. people show up at a place, they get chased, some of them die at the end. Like, mm-hmm. it's it, if we distill it down to what, what's actually happening, it's very similar to Blair Witch. Except mm-hmm. for ones, obviously, like the movies that horror fans are most obsessed with are all mm-hmm. just unabashed, unapologetic cash grabs made by mm-hmm. really evil people that don't care about them. Every mm-hmm. film in the series is gets worse and worse smaller budget less attention to detail and no one gives a shit um so it's understandable mm-hmm. this is a movie made by i would say a couple geniuses that are way ahead of their time and that actually wanted to you know make something important there's uh it's all it's a lot of uh i don't know what I'm trying to say
0: I don't either. They they put in a lot of effort to try yeah. to make something good and memorable. Yeah. And it's like
1: it's so easy to just dismiss it because it's not a guy walking around in a fucking hockey mask, right? You know what I mean? Like, what do these people actually like? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know what moms actually like when it comes to these <laughs> things. Because I, <laughs> I'm convinced they don't really like movies
0: uh-huh. at all,
1: unless it's E.T. or Schindler's List or something. You know what I mean? Like,
0: <laughs> I love how you compare the two of those. You know, E.T. Or oh, and I'm Disney. just
1: thinking like. Women, moms, what do they actually like? Sounds super sexist, but it's like Die Hard, Predator, Jaws. It's about it. Yeah. The Notebook.
0: <laughs> Oof. Um, but she—that's again. You know, you ta- You know, the, the first movie we talked about how it's—they want to make someone memorable. This is definitely memorable. You're not going to forget watching Book of Shadows. And I really need to see that documentary because that is one thing. I mentioned my buddy Jamie. He was one of the other people, you know, Nightwatch liked it. Horror retrospective shows shows up. She's in the chat. She enjoyed it. My buddy Jamie said he really liked the main character Jeff because, like we said, they're pretty much no-name actors. The only one I I I, I recognize is uh the Wiccan, because she's also in Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake. She's in Wrong Turn 2, you know. So she she's got horror cred. Mm-hmm. But I have to give credit where credit's due because this Jeff guy not only looks like a psycho, he can pull it off, you know, with his movements and stuff like that. You really don't want to be around this guy, which is why I wish, especially now that you told me about this documentary, I kind of wish they went with just him being the only person affected by this. You know what I mean? Because it, uh, that would have made more sense. You know what I mean? Because we saw the, the asylum stuff in the beginning. You know, we don't know why the goth girl killed the convenience store clerk. Sure, they got in an argument, but that doesn't mean she's going to go and stab her with the nail file like she did. You know, because she was like opening her bags and the bloody nail files in there for some reason. You know, this movie went so over the edge. And by the end, I don't know, did a. Uh, was Sixth Sense out by the time this came out? Or yeah, was this after? Okay. it was the same year. Because I felt like that's what this movie kind of was. Because, you know, at the end of The Sixth Sense, you know, when you find out Bruce Willis has been dead the whole time, and then M. Night, he does his little, hey, he never touched this. Hey, he never did that type of thing. I think, I could be wrong, could be a coincidence, that he was that they were kind of influenced because when they rolled the tapes, you know, the, the, the actual footage... You saw that the – I'm just going to call her the wife. There was a husband-wife team, you know, couple. You saw – or they saw her put the noose around her neck, and then she jumped. But when you saw the footage, they thought she was the witch. They put the noose around her. They shoved her type of thing. So I kind of liked how we saw what really happened. But the problem is, like I said, there is no fucking explanation well- why they
1: set that up at the beginning of the movie though it's the it's like the whole point of the movie he says uh, he explains at the beginning that video doesn't lie mm-hmm. but movies film does it's very meta and and it's actually just literal mm-hmm. um and you can't have it only affect Jeff, because the whole the director's talked about this the whole thing is a commentary on group delusion okay right? and, so all of these people like it, it's a it parallels what actually happened in real life that's why he made this movie everyone was affected by blair witch and what's so ridiculous in this movie is that they're all represented just like you would in a horror film like all these different walks of life Hmm. you've got the the wiccan she's only going because she she felt like misrepresented in the blair witch movie
0: right and And then then she even says that she said they were baby you know she feels like you know Wiccans are just looked at as you know evil and baby yes. killers and stuff. And then like you got that.
1: the college professor or whatever those college intellectuals that mm-hmm. are trying to get to the truth of it and writing their paper on it. All these different people that it's it's just really ridiculous, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but in the 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 original documentary that they made at the same time that like fixes this movie, um, I think the. The guy playing Jeff in the documentary, who I don't think he ever speaks. They just show video clips and pictures of him. He it's looks the same actor? No, it, he looks just like him, but okay. way scarier. And, um, you know, I'm trying not to say anything negative about this movie. I would mm-hmm. say that, do you really like the performance of this guy, or is it the character? Because they nailed this character Jeff in the documentary
2: mm-hmm.
1: without him speaking a line. And it's really scary, and the shit that he does, and what's wrong with him, mm-hmm. in the movie. I would say personally, it's one of the worst performances I've ever seen, like for real. And this is a classically trained stage actor really? who, who, yeah, who, who works in. He at the time he was doing Broadway plays, um, you know, every day, three shows a day. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's hard for me to, but but at the same time, is this intentional? right? Mm -hmm. Was it? What do you think?
0: I don't know. Uh, You know, maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe I did like the character more than the performance. And that's how I looked at it because, because like, again, you could tell right away he was the psychopath, but I just didn't understand why everyone was affected because, you know, they did, there were some good, I liked how, you know, they, they had that, that fun night in, in front of the fire. They're, they're drinking and they're smoking, you know, weed and they're talking about, you know, you know, three people in the woods during the Blair Witch. Why weren't they fucking, you know, stuff you and your friends talk about when you're drunk and high and of a fire. You talk about movies like that. Even though the girl knew she was pregnant and she was drinking and smoking weed, you know, that was kind of like a uh uh-uh thing. Even though they did mention she didn't want the baby. But I liked that stuff. And I did like how when they woke up. Their shit had been messed with, you know, the, the papers were all ripped up and thrown everywhere. Shout out to Zaps. Um,
1: no, I like that, too. And
0: but is that.
1: Is it actually supernatural? Is the Blair Witch the one messing with the tapes and changing people's perspectives or is it group delusion? Like they said, that's kind of the point of the movie
0: that I have no idea. I I really don't know because you know why
1: you don't know because you don't care. (laughs) I don't either (laughs) because the movie sucks and it's a failure on every level. But I what you said something earlier, I don't want to interrupt you. No, good. I never thought about The Sixth Sense because Mm -hmm. that came out the same, that was the big movie of '99, right? Right, way better. Blair Witch, yeah, Blair Witch was like I think the 10th. Highest grossing movie of the year, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, Six Sense was like number two.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It was it was up there. Damn
0: um, it, Six Cents wasn't an, an indie film to my knowledge. I don't think. It was oh no,
1: I'm there. talking about just in general. Oh okay. Uh, I think the uh, Blair Witch was like ten of the whole year. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it yeah, it's just uh, what you said about Six Sense, though. I think because I've seen interviews with the, the the documentarian who made this movie, mm-hmm. and he's very bitter. About the success of Blair Witch, and especially, mm-hmm. I bet he did. He saw Blair Witch, he saw The Sixth Sense. And if you just watch any interviews of talking about how he didn't want to do what everyone was expecting, I think mm-hmm. you're right. I think that has a lot to do with the way this movie turned out. This yeah. guy really thinks he's way more clever than he is.
0: I mean, the, and then that's the thing, there were so many cool opportunities, in my opinion, because he's looking, because Jeff, you know, his. His, his uh, cassettes, you know, the stuff he was recording with, they were missing. And then they were hidden in the the rock pile where Heather and their crew stuff was. You know, the nods, that could have been cool if there really was something supernatural. But then they kind of just hit and miss with so much stuff. Like, was there really, you know, this this sex orgy with everybody happening, you know, or were they just drunk and high and they passed out? You, In my opinion, you just don't really get any answers. And I'm just... So, I'm left so fucking confused with this movie. And I think that that also is the point, like when a movie comes to home video or streaming like that, because I've always said sometimes a movie does require a second viewing to appreciate it more. That's why, again, we'll bring up Phantasm. Now that I know what I'm getting into, I'm going to rewatch that. I think I'm going to enjoy it more. I don't know if I'm going to enjoy this movie more with a second watch, but maybe... I'll know what to look for and be able to understand better and pay attention to.
1: Whoa. You need, I can, I can, this is not me going on a limb. I can fucking hundred percent guarantee you you will enjoy this movie more Uh by a million miles. When you watch the documentary first. Okay. Why it's on YouTube. It's free. What's it called again? Shadow. Everyone listening or watching shadows of the Blair witch, or it might be shadow singular.
0: All right. I'm
1: writing that down now. Because the thing is, okay, mm-hmm. you're talking about how you didn't get any answers. You got the answers.
0: Well, I like, guess.
1: No, you didn't get a definitive answer, right? Like, for instance, yeah. the scene where they have the sex orgy.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: They wake up the next day. All the research is destroyed. The whole camp's ripped apart. Everything's destroyed. Mm-hmm. Turns out, later when they're watching the tape trying to figure like the whole movie is not really about the Blair Witch it's Mm -hmm. about what happened to them while they were looking for the Blair Witch it's like half the movie's them camping Mm -hmm. and then the other half is them watching themselves trying to figure Mm -hmm. out what happened while they were camping Mm -hmm. but it turns out that they just they went into this drunken rage or whatever Mm -hmm. and destroyed everything in the camp right so there's Mm -hmm. your answer but was it was it some kind of uh, you know hysterical group delusion thing, or were they actually influenced by the Blair Witch? And then I'll answer. I'll just go ahead and answer, who cares? I don't.
0: <laughs> well, see, that's so that... far
1: removed from what makes a good like. It's obviously just a bad horror movie by this crazy person who was better about the success of the Blair Witch, because he makes these documentaries that don't make any money. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know, he probably has to live paycheck to paycheck. And the thing that really set it off for me was when they go to the where the Blair Witch house or whatever that house was.
0: Rustin Parr's house. Is it tree? Rustin
1: Parr's house?
0: Yeah, Rustin Parr. He was the one that supposedly killed the children, and he right. got Heather and Mike at the end of the first
1: movie. Well, in the when they get there, there's like a big ass tree, right? Right. And he's like, that tree wasn't here.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's not scary. <laughs> And right. then they go to he goes and watches the video and the tree's gone. It's just a little
0: stump or something. Uh, a little like stump
1: or something. It's like the trees, and they're all freaking out. Like the, the tree's gone. Like how how did this end up in your horror movie? Yeah. <laughs> like, even if this isn't a horror movie, whatever mm-hmm. this is supposed to be, that's not interesting or scary. Like right. you know what I mean?
0: I think maybe you know what it is, to be honest. I think my confusion of this movie is kind of affecting like how I look at it for the podcast right now, because I don't know what to say, honestly, because I am flabbergasted in a lot. I do th- say this. I do think. How do I say it? I do think, honestly, this movie, or at least me personally, would have enjoyed it a lot better if there was no supernatural element to it. If it literally was them obsessed with this movie with a crazy man, you know what I mean? You know, leading them out to, out to the woods. And... What if he influenced them with the weed, with the booze, with the stories, and got them to do it of their own free will instead mm. of you know, the spooky little girl or a, a possible Blair Witch or whatever? Because by the end of the movie, they are arrested for the murder of the, the wife and for the murder of another group of people. I love that movie when the two tours. Bump into each other and they try to fight. They try to fight over like I'm the Blair Witch Hunt. We're the Blair Witch Tour. Fuck you. We had this. You know, we had this place scouted. Eventually, they kill them. You know what I mean? They 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 gut them and take their intestines out and line them up like the pentagram. Like the story that was in the first movie
2: Mm -hmm.
0: and Coffin Rock. That would have been cool if you found out that he was somehow influencing them himself. Maybe. They didn't hide the fact that the goth girl stabbed the lady at the 7-Eleven, you know what I mean? And she finds out later. You know, Or just show that the reason why she crashed wasn't because she thought she was going to run over a bunch of stupid kids, you know, ghost children. She was drunk and high on weed from earlier. She goes in to maybe make a phone call or something like that, and the lady who already pissed her off before gets her again, and that's when she shanks her. You know what I mean? The supernatural element, I think... I appreciate the effort, you know what I mean? But I think if they removed that, this movie would have been so much better because, like I said, the Insane Asylum stuff goes nowhere. It's literally only mentioned before the credits, and that's it. If they mention it anywhere else in the movie, I missed it. But I think that would have made this movie much more fun, much more enjoyable, and just a better film in general, because you're not trying to figure out like me, what the fuck is going on. If that makes sense.
1: Yeah, no, it does make sense. I just okay, think, I'm, trying to, I'm no, trying
0: to make sense of this movie.
1: Even if, you, even if they did that, I don't know if it'd be entertaining enough to even call it a movie
0: mm-hmm. or
1: to be worth watching. That's why I think sincerely I'll mention it for the thousandth time tonight. The only reason like I actually want to talk about this movie is because of the documentary. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. After having seen it,
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, I just luckily stumbled into this because I kind of went down the rabbit hole with lots of the books and lore and stuff.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: In this documentary, uh, what I honestly think happened was the people that made the Blair Witch didn't want to have anything to do with the sequel. Right. They've said that like publicly. They want to go back to it eventually. Want to make other movies, right? But the studio said no. You have to make. We're making it with or without you. So right. they hired this person, this documentarian, to make a movie. He's super bitter. He has no business making a horror film. He doesn't really understand horror films. And at the same time, the Blair Witch people are like, okay, we got this. Mm-hmm. We're going to we're gonna get a copy of his script, and we're going to take that <laughs> script, and we're going to make it <laughs> smart and to the point and way deeper and darker and do our own little documentary thing to tie it into – The the Blair Witch lore. Because in the documentary, they literally build up towards the end of it how the movie that the Hollywood is making out of this story about Jeff killing all these people in a horrible way. Which is actually scary. Like, the people in the movie, um, the fans, these are the ones that he kills, right? Mm -hmm. But they're not caricatures. They're just movie buffs that went to Burkittsville and he, like, slaughtered them, right? Mm -hmm. They say in the documentary over and over that this is going to be a bastardized version of this it's a joke don't go see this movie it's a cash grab and it actually panned out to be that
0: yeah
1: you know what I mean it doesn't matter what the director's intent was he thought he was making some high art
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then he didn't it was a mess the studio took it from him made it even worse and more confusing and the Blair Witch documentary people they kind of they nailed it they they mm-hmm. you know what I mean and I just I think that's see this thing I think that's incredible. What What are the chances that they were so right about uh, and and uh, the fact that it's legitimately good
2: mm-hmm.
1: and actually a great documentary? It just makes me adore the whole Blair Witch um, universe even more. Mm-hmm. Like they had the foresight. They were like, nope, they're going to fuck this up. Let's try to fix it <laughs> by preemptively. They preemptively fixed the Book of Shadows. Uh-huh. And uh, like, give me some more, give me some examples of where this has happened before. It's insane. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh huh. And, uh, th- there's a lot more to talk about, but I, especially want to talk about later the Blair witch or whatever it's called Blair witch, 2016.
0: Right. Cause I, I was going to say, because I, I haven't seen it. You have correct. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Seen it a couple times um, now, we're going to give the fun factor score. I say at the end of the, at the end of the movie or at the end of the, Podcast oh like we yeah, we're, we're not doing. done with Book of Shadows yet. Okay, that's what I was going to ask you. Do you have anything else to contribute? What do you want to specifically talk about Book of Shadows?
1: Well, I never want to just specifically talk about it. You know, I wanted it oh, to you know come I mean. up organically. So let's okay. Let's jump to I just want to make a point about 2016 or 17, whatever, the Blair Witch.
0: Right. I'm actually going to watch that movie no matter what you say here and I don't I don't give a shit if it's spoiled. You know, I've already read the Wikipedia cuz I didn't plan on seeing it. Or watching it, but now I, I'm intrigued of watching it because of the past. I don't care. I watched a Ouija shark, you know that type of bullshit. I think I can handle Blair Witch 2016 or whatever. Oh
1: yeah, hopefully I want you to like it, right? But, but at the same time, if you do, then uh, we're gonna have problems.
0: So I'm interested in what you have to say because I know this is another one that it is the, the gimmick where they basically take the same title of the first movie and they make it in like the, the sequel. Although this is different. They take the word project out of it, but this is literally just called the Blair the, Witch.
1: I think it's just yeah. Blair Witch. They and took off with- the and project.
0: <laughs> and, um, it has nothing to do with book of shadows because this one is another fucking direct sequel to an original movie. So, well, I
1: mean, technically it has to do with book of shadows because in the, it? you know, in the universe of Blair Witch, uh, the Jeff guy did exist Mm
0: -hmm. in
1: the town and killed all those people. You just saw the Hollywood fucked up retarded version of that story.
0: That's right. I totally forgot because before the credits happen, it says this is a true story (laughs) names and okay. I totally fucking forgot. All right. Okay. But anyways, uh, Blair Witch, 2016 never seen it. I know it has to deal with, Heather's brother going into the woods and looking for and go frenzy.
1: (laughs) No, that's it. That's the whole movie. Um, and then, you know, spoiler alert, you might want to close your ears.
0: Yeah. Go ahead.
1: There's a seven foot tall albino witch in the film. Is it really? And it's absolutely retarded, but
0: (laughs) well, because I do know, I, like I said, I did a little research for the first movie. The scene where they're running through the woods. Yeah. We watched the same Heather,
1: video.
0: Yeah. And when Heather looked over and says, you know, what the fuck is that? I think that scene is amazing. Because when, like I said, they did not know that the directors and the and anyone was going to be fucking with them inside the tent. You know what I mean? That was cool. That stuff was legitimate. That helped the scene, especially if you're watching in the fucking dark. And apparently when Heather is running, she looks to the left and she says, what the fuck is that? Apparently yeah. it was going to be. One of the directors were dressed up in white and going you know, basically "Oga booga yeah. at them. And, you know, but the guy, per, I don't know if it was actually Michael as the cameraman at that time, or if it was just an actual cameraman chasing Heather, he literally forgot the pan left. So you didn't see, Yeah, you know, well, the, there's, the two, sheet or there's two
1: cameras and the one she's holding when she's running, she, she did see it, but she didn't capture it in the moment. Okay, And right. it wasn't, It was literally the
0: actual actual director of that scene forgot to pan left to get the, it
1: wasn't that they forgot. It's that it just didn't happen in the moment. She's literally reacting realistically to what she saw. Mm -hmm. It just didn't get, it's not like she was supposed to pan and catch it. That's Mm -hmm. not how they made the movie. It's like, it was one of their friends. The director's friends was dressed Mm -hmm. in all white and he was supposed to poke out from behind a tree, which he did. Mm-hmm. Because the whole time they're making this movie, um, the director and the writer were way off in the distance. They were always yeah. ahead of them. They yeah. were making noises at night, leaving them notes and stuff. It's actually super fascinating. But their friend, they had the friend dressed in white, and they were hoping that they she would have caught a glimpse of it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's not supposed to be... <laughs> Him saying oogity boogity and seven feet tall. You know tall, what I meant.
0: though. He's basically just supposed to, to well, pop out. Yeah, and the
1: in pitch black darkness in the woods, they thought, well, if this dude's in all white, we'll get some kind of image that'll be creepy. And we they literally did that for the trailer. Okay. They said uh, we need something like that for the for the trailer, and it just didn't pan out. But the scene's way better because you don't see what she sees. Right.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. But to go from that to a seven foot tall albino monster it's not even a she's not a witch she's a giant monster i mean i i remember seeing it in the theater being like just so insulted i only paid eight dollars for this movie right. but still like it really hurt and then mm-hmm. re-watching it again that's not that's not my point i wanted to bring up 2016 because people hate on this movie book of shadows okay 2016 is literally unwatchable really Yes, if you wa- if you can have, if you find entertainment value in the 2016 Blair Witch,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I pity you for real. Like, really? What? Are, yeah, like just like your response to the horror community. Like, mm-hmm. what are you doing with your lives for real? Because you don't like Blair Witch. If you're watching, if if you're watching this and getting entertainment value out of it, it's just everything. Everything that makes the Blair Witch special,
2: mm-hmm. they
1: do wrong in this one. And I, the only reason I saw it the first time was because uh, Adam Wingard, the director, he made two phenomenal movies. He made uh, Your Next and, one. and the that's Guest. Very... Have you seen the Guest?
0: Oh um, shit, the one with Jason Bateman, right?
1: No, that's uh, that's, the, that's the the gift. gift. That's, yeah, no, that's the gift's fantastic.
0: Movie, yeah, the Guest. I I apparently not if I the Guest it is.
1: I don't know what the actor's name is. I think he was in Game of Thrones or some show, but he's like a war vet, an Iraqi war vet who shows up at uh, his friend's parents' house to tell he's, he's there to tell them that he was best friends with their son who died in Iraq. The guest.
0: I rec no. I don't recognize this at all. Oh, at least a, from the movie poster.
1: It's incredible. Highly recommend it. If you're a fan of like the hitcher, I do love the Hitcher. It's like that. This guy shows up saying that he's a friend of their dead son and he's absolutely crazy. And it's just a brilliant um, kind of throwback eighties like a, like a Hitcher film. I mean, it's not a straight up slasher. There's more to it. Um, I'll
0: give it a look. And and I want to give a shout out to horror retrospective. This is the first time I've noticed her in the chat and she's, she's still here. I want to give her a shout-out for that. But she says she has 2016, and she's never watched it. Don't. So that says like, something.
1: Like, I would – I mean, I'm being sincere here. Like, right. if you if you didn't see Blair Witch in the movie theater, if you missed it and you kind of don't have the context of why it was such a phenomenon, you think it's kind of boring, mm-hmm. don't, watch, don't watch the 2016. For real, it's just a waste of time. But right. I know you're going to – you're hardcore, and you're a fan of the original Blair Witch. Yes, very much. I just think – Man, if you if you guys hate this movie, Book of Shadows, at least it was trying to do something different, right?
0: Okay. Yeah, oh, that that that's like I said, that's what I love. I yeah. loved that part of no matter what people say about Blair Witch. I you know me. I've always said I love when a movie tries to do something different. Jason goes to hell, you know, all these other even in its own in my opinion in its own mind Texas Chainsaw Massacre like the next generation mm-hmm. as boring as I thought that movie was I can appreciate the fact that like you know the men in black are thrown in there and you know Matthew McConaughey with no his little leg
1: I'm saying <laughs> no I, re- I honestly haven't I've been planning to watch it every Halloween for like I'm watching it this year
0: okay well you'll forget what I said anyways but no, all I the sto- okay all the stuff that's in that movie is completely different you know and they try something different and yeah. I can appreciate the f. Eff- Uh, friday the 13th part five it's not jason as much as we grow to enjoy that film you can appreciate that they tried to do something different and honestly i super appreciate what they tried to do with book of shadows you know what i mean they wanted to do something different again i love how it's in this universe it's in our universe you know what i mean where the blair witch project was just a fucking movie. And it is, how because a lot of these people say, get up. How many times, How you know how many times in my horror groups on Facebook, people are taking pictures. Wow, this is the Elm Street house. Wow, I'm at Camp Noby Bosco in New Jersey where they filmed Friday the 13th. Who fucking cares? But, you have these type of fans that love that. So I appreciate how they took those type of fans who love the Blair Witch Project and kind of ran with that, you know, let's go to Burkittsville and let's check out the woods. Who cares? Who hasn't fucking seen trees and leaves and rocks? You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's, I really like that because like I said, I love all, all the, and again, that fucking sheriff, how over the top he was. There's no goddamn Blair Witch. I love when he's interrogating Jeff and he, because his delivery, he's got such that that, that, that accent, and he, he's just like, you thought it gave me the power! You know, that type of funny <laughs> shit. I couldn't help but crack up because of how much fun I was having sporadically through this movie. You know what I mean? And I'm going to say this. You know, we haven't done the Fun Factor score yet. People can assume what we're going to say. This is far from the fucking worst movie ever made. You know what I mean? Yeah. Come on. Have you and you know I always poke fun at at Wild Eye because they have you know Ouija Shark and Jurassic Dead and all that shit. This is this is far from those movies. This is far from I like I like a lot of them, but this is far from like an Uva Bowl movie, like Alone in the Dark. That movie is just goddamn boring. One of the cardinal sins for any type of movie for me, whether it's horror, drama, action, is to be boring. Book of Shadows, Blair Witch 2, as completely confusing as it can be, is never boring because I want to see where they're going to go. Train wreck or not, however you want to look at it, I am still, I don't know if enthralled is the right word, maybe intrigued. I want to know how this is going to end. I might not have enjoyed the ride from beginning to end, but there were some, you know, there were some really fun bumps. You know what I mean? Yeah. Peaks and valleys. That you know, to steal from Nightwatch, um, I did enjoy some parts of this. You know, it's mainly the Burkettsville stuff, not the, the air quotes, the Blair Witchy stuff. You know what I mean? In in the, the in the factory and stuff. But I just wanted to know where this was going, and I did have some fun. I really did. I don't ever see myself after this rewatch ever revisiting it but that's not because it's a piece of trash movie
1: yeah you know what we, i mean we don't want to overemphasize that too much because everyone already knows that our opinion on that right the you know everyone's so hyperbolic about worst movies ever
0: right i mean it's a figure of speech but, but you know what i mean they people always, like to hear the...
1: that you know what i mean yeah. and i like to you know just counter those people with you know, uh, everything that they say that's bad about this movie is legitimately the reasons why I hate the 2016 remake, whatever you want to call it, Drag sequel thing. <laughs> it's for real, infuriating.
0: Uh huh.
1: That's how bad it is.
0: I'm gonna ask you one thing. I'm gonna put you on the spot. Other than the albino, what else? You can, you can, you don't have to go into deep description. What else about 2016 made you upset or made you hate the film?
1: <laughs> it's just like I it, mean, is it
0: the writing, the characters, the plot? The what? writing, the writing. It, okay,
1: it's the complete opposite of Blair Witch in every way. The characters are are unrealistic, caricature, moron, asshole, losers that you just want to die. All of them. Okay. It's like the Friday the Thirteenth remake. You oh what I mean, they're God. all just like beautiful and like obviously actors, and they're, they're trying to re- recapture the the spark of Blair Witch mm-hmm. with super modern technology. And I, well, the thing that really rubs me the wrong way about these types of movies, mm-hmm. especially Blair Witch, uh, is the aesthetics of trying to make your HD cameras glitchy and look like 80s style.
0: Like, So it's, two, it's 2016 a point of view movie? Like found footage? Uh, it's
1: no, I don't... Think I don't I don't think it's one hundred percent. It's not like they found the footage. It's like okay, you know, because someone actually survives. Okay, but it's the way that it's edited. It's like okay. they he Adam Wingard is really trying to make um this like retro aesthetic with mm-hmm. with the cameras, which doesn't exist. Like modern cameras don't do these sorts of things. So mm-hmm. he has all of these like you know when they drop the camera, it does this weird glitch thing to the next, and that's the they don't do that. That's not how it works. Okay. Um, but aside, you know, the characters and the setup and the, the jump scares and the look and every single thing about it, it's just despicable.
0: I mean, it's,
1: (laughs) it's, it really makes me upset.
0: That's too bad. Like he brought
1: nothing. Like if you're going to make a a, a remake, you got to bring something to the table new, right? Right. It's just like, no, it's like Halloween too. It's like, Oh, it was a sister or something. You right. know what I mean? Same goddamn movie, but with HD cameras and a fucking f- family and uh, twist or whatever.
0: Yeah. Well, see, that's the thing. Because Marty, I don't know if he's still in here because he's, he's in Ireland, so he's fucking, it's overtime for him. But he mentioned uh, the, Mc, the Todd McFarlane action figures. You know, when he was having like all these action figures. I have the two Blair Witch figures. And one of them is this Jennifer Tochi. She's still in here. She, I gave her one like when I did my 666 subscriber contest. Yeah. Of course, she fucking won because she wins everything, her and God Brad. Damn it. She got one of those Blair Witch figures. And it's this really cool demon looking figure. It's It's got a ripped up nighty, you know, night night nightgown or whatever. But it looks like it's made out of tree bark. And it's got antlers that are like, you know, twigs and stuff like that that looks really cool and then there was another one that that looks like like a witch you know with the old giant jaw and fangs and stuff like that so I understand the original Blair Witch Project had no budget to fucking do that
1: but it would have been cool they would have never done that what are you talking about
0: you know what I mean but here's my my point is it would have been cool if in this 2016 version if maybe they would have done a somewhat of a nod Two of those figures, because you never see the Blair Witch in the first movie, so that's why McFarlane was kind of having his fun, you know, working his magic. But you know, I just see something, maybe something with antlers or something like like the like the Wendigo or something. But instead, you're mentioning like this gigantic albino. You know what? The first thing I pictured was you, your your little nephew. I know you've seen the Scooby Doo movies because of him, at least like the live action. I've seen one. a few. I pick. I'm picturing like that gigantic white court jester ghost. You know what I mean? It's floating with the buttons and stuff like that. That's what I'm picturing, and that's just as disappointing as it sounds. Now I'm actually really intrigued to watch uh, Blair Witch 2016. Oh, you're Are,
1: gonna. I have a feeling you're gonna love it. You think so? Probably.
0: I mean, I'll report back to you when we uh, next episode. Obviously, I'm
1: gonna be heartbroken, but I'm used to it. There's some things I just. <laughs> It's so bad. All
0: right. Well, I I will definitely. But
1: does it have a fun factor? Maybe we'll have to do our fun factor rating after. It's Uh, it's definitely going to, for me, it's way lower than Blair Witch. Because
0: maybe we'll do it next Halloween. I'm I'm not going to give you three fun factors. I think
1: what's kind of special about the uh, original Blair Witch Mm -hmm. is that not just that there's no witch, but also we don't know if there's a witch. Mm-hmm. something's just stalking them in the woods. Right. Right. It's kind it of could... like what makes the original star Wars so special. Mm-hmm. We don't know if the force is real. Right. Right. We don't know. I don't care what anyone says. They try to argue about the Darth Vader scene. I can explain that. It's very logically, but it might just be a crazy dude in the woods. Exactly. Right. It's potted meat lady. Exactly. <laughs> and that's what makes it so special. And yeah. to to do a direct sequel and to have a seven-foot-tall, naked albino lady, I, I just can't believe it. I there just cannot believe it.
0: That's to answer your question, blocka He says he asked if we ever get to see The Blair Witch. He was not sober watching these movies. Apparently, you do see them in – you see The Blair Witch in part three, and according to Frenzy, it's just some tall, naked albino.
1: Yeah. Oh, I was – I thought you were going to say one of those Todd McFarlane sculptures where the, you know, the original uh, like artist rendition of the Blair Witch, whatever her name was in the lore. The one with are like
0: the, the, the fur and everything,
1: the stuff jetting out behind her. It's really the black and white photo.
0: I don't remember. I'll oh, okay. don't
1: I wonder if they made a doll out of that. That would be kind of cool.
0: I'm sure they have. That's been fucking over 20 years. Yeah. Well, so.
1: Oh, wait, well, wait. I, we're not done what, yet, are we?
0: If Are you we got done? more, keep rolling. Are we keep done talking again?
1: about uh, because I?
0: Well, yeah. Obviously, you have nothing left to say about 2016. Oh no. <laughs> you just no, I'm done that with away. that.
1: I'm just my whole point of that. I've already said it a thousand <laughs> times.
0: I'm, I'm I'm sorry. I'm just laughing. I looked at the chat and horror retrospective. She's fun. She was with us on a watch along of Piranha, on the Night Watch Zone, and I'm getting to know her a little bit more. Because she definitely belongs in this group. She's so random. She just throws out albino woman slathered in sardine broth. I think that would have made, <laughs> made it a little bit more interesting. But um, I don't know what else to say about Blair Witch 2. There is no Book of Shadows. Um, I do remember there was also a big promotion. I don't know if you remember, like when it first came to Blockbuster, how they were trying to promote watching this movie in reverse. Because that's a big deal you know, how they find out what happened, you know, the characters by watching it in reverse. I do remember watching it in reverse with my brother. We fast forwarded and we watched the whole thing in rewind. And it doesn't make a lick of fucking sense <laughs> It doesn't help it at all.
1: No, I don't remember that. Um, yeah, because
0: even on the cover, it would say something, use the tool of, and however you spelled reverse backwards. You know, they spelled it like that. So you had to, you know, read it from right to left. Yeah. But it, it made, it didn't make a fucking lick of difference.
1: No, that's amazing. I didn't know about that.
0: Really? Yeah, that yeah. was that was like how they were promoting the home video.
1: Yeah, any excuse or clever way of getting people to watch your movie. I think the uh what was she saying about the witch? You're talking about. I wanted to say something. I think God damn it. Lost my train Lost of thought. It's all right. We're, we're, we're about to wrap it up. I just wanted to yeah. say something more about this goddamn movie.
0: Yeah. horror retrospective, she says she remembers that being a thing. The whole reverse. And yeah, she said she never tried it. Uh, Bleka, was this the film that they outraged over always being depicted as villains? There is a character in Book of Shadows that is a Wiccan. And she full out says she's tired of witches being portrayed as villains baby killers, which I didn't realize, you know, the whole baby killer thing. I went into that a little bit and it makes sense. I don't know if she said it in the film or not, or if I read it, the whole baby killer thing, you know, sacrificing babies, eating babies. Cause if you think about it back then, you know, women bad, you know, she must be a witch cause she's smart, that type of thing. They, a lot of women were hired as midwives and they also helped perform abortions. Woman goes in pregnant lady in the house, woman is no longer pregnant, that woman must have sacrificed the baby, killed the baby, ate the baby, all that stuff. So, that made a lot of sense. So, you kind of understood why the the Erica character was there. The problem is, they did nothing with that. She was there, she said that line, she said, oh, these markings on Rustin Pars, you know, rocks, you know, they seem scary, but if you don't know the Wiccan alphabet, you know, you know, you don't realize that it's 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 nothing scary. And then they dropped that. They didn't have any more of her, I guess you would say, Wiccan background. Mm-hmm. You know, all they really did with her was a little tiny bit of Wiccan exposition. And then they got her naked for a lot of the movie, which was fine. You know what I mean? For, for a man's perspective. But she really, again, like all these characters, they didn't really do anything. And... But to answer your question, Blanca, yes, that this is the film where someone says they they join this tour just because they're tired of witches being looked at as villains.
1: Yeah, I think I'm not sure because I only watched it once. But I think the Book of Shadows, what it literally is, is yeah. the Jeff the Psycho in the documentary had written a screenplay mm-hmm. for a sequel to Blair Witch that he is was that gonna was? that he was gonna like star in called Book of Shadows. I think I might be wrong.
0: Because maybe because maybe that was what it was ripped up, you know, when they were doing their little orgy and you know drunken party. Well, because they're they're eating the papers and spitting it out. Well, they were doing
1: they were doing research on the Blair Witch. Those oh, those is that two. what it was. That's what they were okay. there for. Okay. For college or whatever. But uh, you know, in the in the documentary, these are just normal film buffs that shouldn't have been there. And he ki- he's like he kills them. And then in the movie, they're all exaggerating and part of some giant scheme that I still don't fully understand. But it's like, what makes the Blair witch scary? The original, there is no witch. There probably isn't a witch. We don't know no. what's really going on, but it's no,
0: in my opinion, the in my opinion, Blair witch project, it's some deliverance dude hiding in the woods, fucking with them. You know, it's not Rustin Parr Cause I think he was put to death. Yeah, I think, but it's somebody living in the woods, fucking with three college kids. And then he kills him at the end of the film. Yeah, He knows the story because if you remember, because a lot of people, I was surprised a lot of people didn't understand the ending of the Blair Witch Project because Mike's looking at the wall and then Heather's taken out. If you listen to the story, Rustin Parr took them down into the basement, two at a time. He couldn't handle someone watching him do the deed. So he made one person face the wall while he killed the other. That's what happens to Heather. It's not hard to figure out. If you miss that one line, I get it. But that's 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 the ending in a nutshell. That's why Mike is just standing. <laughs> Producer Rachel's watch was watching. She, she was making a joke like, is he peeing in the corner? You know what I mean? But that's why he's over there. His head's down because he knows what's going to happen. Heather comes in. Camera drops. She's taken out. Yeah, and then yeah. obviously Mike is taken out later. That, it, in, in the end, long story short, I think it's just crazy redneck deliverance guy fucking with three teens and just butchers them there is no blair witch
1: i don't think you were saying how if if they had missed that line in the film maybe they wouldn't understand the ending Mm -hmm. the ending of the blair witch project is one of the most talked about explained things in history so i would say you're living under a fucking rock or you where were you for the last 30 years there's no way you could miss that information like Mm -hmm. like as soon as the film came out and then for 20 years afterwards, it was explained over and over again. You just did it again, mm-hmm. which I don't understand because everyone already knows that. So no, there's
0: some people out there that still say they don't get the ending. Why was Mike standing at the wall? That's
1: insane. Yeah,
0: that absolutely. can't
1: be true. Swear to For real?
0: Yeah. Swear on the Book of Shadows. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. There are people and, out there. And
1: that's, you know, we'll wrap it up. I just mm-hmm. think that's what's scary about the Blair Witch that it's just it could you know it could be a witch. We don't know. It could be. Could be a witch, probably isn't, but the movie it's like people say nothing happens. That's what's scary about being in the woods. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You're lost, you're hungry, you're you're scared. I like I'm yep. not afraid to admit that. If I'm in the woods, which I I mean I've done I've never camped or anything, but who hasn't gone for a walk in the woods? It's getting dark. You're hearing shit.
0: <laughs> Sometimes I get scared. Sometimes I used to go for nightly walks and I would not like it. So that's why I would put the earbuds in to cancel out everything yeah. that's fucking with me. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think you know, it's, it's great. just human it's just human nature to be afraid in the woods by yourself, you know, not knowing where you are or your surroundings. And you just hear nature.
1: Right. You know what that's I mean? Your a...
0: your ears fuck with you, your eyes fuck with you.
1: It's a simple concept and a simple, a seemingly simple horror film that's kind of complicated and minimalist and really beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's, I think it's nearly a perfect movie, the original yeah. Blair Witch. I mean, it's almost perfect. Not in that it's as good as... It's like perfect movies aren't Citizen Kane, Gone with the Wind, that sort of thing. Everything's different. This is an experimental, weird mm-hmm. kind of film. It's not perfect 100%, though, for me. Because my major problem with the Blair Witch. Might as well get this out of the way. Sure. I got one major fucking problem with that movie. The first movie? Original Blair Witch. Okay. Is that you're lost in the woods. You're going crazy. You think you're going to die. Uh uh-huh. Really simple way to get out of this cookie, this pickle. Burn the fucking woods down. That's what you do. <laughs> If you're lost and you need to be found in the woods, burn them the fuck down. They try to like, I think they thought of that too, because there's a scene in the movie where they talk about it's raining. Mm -hmm. The very next scene, the next day, they've been walking 15 hours. Like someone's chewing on a dry branch or he's eating dry leaves. Yeah, this is Mike, or
0: you eating a dry leaf?
1: This is the one time, kids, where I think Smokey the Bear would be okay. (laughs) Burn the fucking woods down. You will be found. But I'm just, I'm just joking. But it's it right. something I thought about last time I was watching. It's like, fucking burn this shit down. All right. Other than All right. that, well, perfect movie.
0: Yeah, because, you know, we said it before. We'll say it again at the end for anyone just now joining us. We gave the Blair Witch Project for our buddy Dennis a fun factor score of 87, which was One-Eyed Willie's Waterslide. Big difference when we're going to Blair Witch 2, Book of Shadows, or... Book of Shadows, Blair Witch, however you want to word it. Whatever. It's late. I'm tired. We're 45 minutes late. That took a lot out of me. Um, Big difference. Super technical. We put a lot of heart into this ranking. You ready, Frenzy? Yeah. All right. Fun. (laughs) Even after all this praise I tried my damage to give, we ended up with a fun factor score of 32. Proceed with caution.
1: That's a damn good fair score for this movie.
0: It, it, it is. I don't know if it's the lowest we've had so far. I don't remember what the Munsters was. But, like we've said, and we're able to do... You can go back. This is episode, what, 75? You can go back, I guarantee you, in every single episode, we're able to pull some good out of any trash fire. I think the only... Maybe the only movie we could not say something good about was, like, Black Moon Rising. You know, the Tommy Lee Jones, Linda Hamilton, John Carpenter flick we may have. Eventually, I'm going to go back, and we're going to do fun factor scores for those old episodes. But Book of Shadows, Blair Witch 2, fun factor score of 32, proceed with caution. Still not telling nobody to not see it. It is far from the worst movie ever. Horror retrospective, she really enjoys it. Nightwatch does too, Jamie. So there are fans out there. Um, I would not say I am a fan, but I, again, there are some stuff that I really enjoyed. It's mainly the Berkisville stuff. The potted meat lady. I, I, I want to know more about her. You know what I mean? Why is she having a fucking grocery cart full of potted meat? I've eaten that stuff. It's not that great. So why you want to eat that? It's you know, delicious. What are you talking about?
1: <laughs> I want to yeah, know anyway. why. Isn't the same scene where she leaves the cart because
0: she's so upset? I, th- I don't know if... The- Is that the same fat redneck? I think she, I think she, I think she. Well, because I think she sees her later. I think she tells her, like she yells at the goth girl the second time the goth girl goes in to the convenience. I could be wrong. That's the most
1: unrealistic scene in the whole film because this big fat redneck lady has the shopping cart full of garbage or whatever, and she gets so upset she slams it at her and walks out the store as if you're gonna like leave that pot of meat behind. Come on, bitch.
0: Uh, Phil's here. Hey, Phil. Just as we're wrapping up. But I will say this I do say, see this movie just to see what we're talking about. Jennifer Tochi says she is going to see it. I want to know what she thinks. You know, hopefully she doesn't waste her time because I honestly didn't. I just didn't know how to process this film. So, yeah. If you have not seen this film and you've listened to us all night, God bless you. <laughs> hopefully we helps you know what you're getting into and maybe you can enjoy it more than just a random person going in blind and saying this is the worst movie ever afterwards because yeah. it's far from it.
1: I highly recommend uh, you watch the documentary. It doesn't matter you if watch you watch it? it before or after. Just see mm-hmm. them together and uh, yeah it, this, it, ele- it actually elevates this movie to um, something very interesting because if, if it didn't have that attachment to it if this mm-hmm. was just some random movie that I didn't happen to stumble across the the Blair Witch documentary. We wouldn't fun be talking about it right now. A, I would have texted you said uh, Plan B.
0: Okay, well, and I will say, you know, Blucka is telling us to try to pull something good out of Jeepers Creepers Four. Maybe next Halloween, because I'm able. To, I was able to do that with with Jeepers Creepers Three. Jeepers Wait, Creepers Three. Wait, pull something
1: I... good out of Jeepers Creepers Four.
0: Yeah, Blucka. He because you know what I said we we can always usually pull at least something good out of any type of bad movie. He's yeah. saying try to pull something good out of Jeepers Creepers* four. I
2: haven't
0: happening. seen it. I, I'm it's sure not, I, I can.
1: I can't. It's not happening.
0: I, have you seen it, or are you just saying that?
1: No, I've seen it.
0: Okay, all right. We'll leave it at that. Um, with that, um, oh shit! Before we do our spiel next week, you ready, Frenzy? It's October. Next week is a handful. Is a, less than a handful of days before actual Halloween. I don't think we've ever jumped into the Halloween franchise other than me trashing 2018 and you just finding that funny. We're finally bringing the Halloween franchise to the podcast, and we are talking the epic, the immortal, the amazing, the perfect entry for the fun factor. On Two Bearded Losers, Halloween Resurrection, next week.
1: I, I forgot it was. It were, so that's the one with Buster Rhymes.
0: That's the one we're doing. That's the one with Buster Rhymes. This is the first Halloween movie we're doing. In my, I believe so. Yes, because we always say Halloween three is the best. So why don't we go with one of the ones that, it's considered the worst because you won't discuss Rob Zombie anymore. <laughs> so, mm. next week, God bless not, us.
1: Not unless he makes the monsters too. <laughs>
0: God bless us, Halloween Resurrection, next week for our official, air quotes, Halloween episode, Spooky Time on Two Bearded Losers. So with That's that, I, it's interesting. I I think we'll be able to pull some fun stuff out of this one easily.
2: Mm.
0: I've seen this one many, many times, but no more spoilers. With that, I want to thank everybody for listening. If you're listening to us, God bless this chat especially Jennifer Tochi who waited 45 fucking minutes for us to be online. Um, we had some technical problems, lost the internet, which is a good thing because I said I would, I would kind of give her some shit. It's a good thing you were late uh, hooking up because my sister called me to wish me a happy birthday a day late. So Tony, I said I would shit talk to you a little bit. So there you go. Um, thank you to everybody. Horror retrospective, Blucca, Miss Tochi, even Phil, he showed up. Um, Bronco and Dallas were kind of arguing a little bit earlier. It was fun. Uh, with <laughs> I that, didn't have the chat pulled up. Damn it. Uh, it. It was fun. It wasn't really arguing. It was just, you know, the usual disagreements with, with, with Brad. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> I am Eric from Hey Internet, Eric. here. You can Google me. That sounds gross, but I'm on all social media. Coming up on my channel, I'm going to have – I'm finally finished with the Phantasm C- series. Coming up in a couple of days, Phantasm Ravager if or an is it worth the hate video will be up on my channel I'm going to dive into Vampire in Brooklyn because I want to see why everyone hated that movie <laughs> and then I'm going to jump into the Kickboxer franchise because why the fuck not I got it cheap on eBay and if they follow up Jean-Claude Van Damme with Cody from Step by Step and then the guy that was in Double Dragon as the main guy can't be bad
1: let me tell you something um, about Vampire in Brooklyn yeah please do I have a short list of movies. Very short, maybe less than 10 that I've never been able to finish. Top of the list is Vampire in Brooklyn. It is absolutely horrendous. And like, doesn't make sense because I love all of the people involved, like ideas and everything. I've never been able to finish it
0: my whole life. I've been watching it. And I've, Surprise! Surprise! I'm having, I'm kind of having fun with it. Oh, Of course, of course. <laughs> it has taken me three days to watch it, but I am having fun. In, in, oh, in, in.
1: three but, days?
0: Uh, yeah. Uh, it, it's usually late at night and I'm drunk, but I'm I'm getting. Well, I'm
1: gonna tune in for that because I'm interested to find out what happens. Because I don't know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can you can follow the podcast. Google two bearded losers anywhere. I, we're all on social media. Give us a rating in the audio department. That would help us out. We're actually trying to grow. We do appreciate everyone who shows up though. And Frenzy, when you're not having your own type of witchy orgy in the woods, is there anywhere we can find you that you want to discuss? Or anything you have coming Mm. up? No.
1: No? When it happens, it'll happen.
0: All right. Just like if you ever see the Blair Witch. If it happens, it happens. So with that, I'm Eric. That's Frenzy. Ooga booga. We'll see you in the next one. Jesus Christ.
1: We're still going.
0: We're still going?
1: I haven't cut yet. I don't want it to be weird. <laughs> is this weird? This is weird.
0: It yeah. is? I'll tell you when we're done recording, hold on. I know. That's what I'm saying. See that way they have to go back and re-listen and rewatch. Ah. Damn, this fucking might roast him.